wind back the clock. Exactly, wind back the clock. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Dudes, you guys are going to go back in time. Yeah! We are tonight's entertainment. It's quite modern what I do. Hoping you like a little worm on a big fucking hook. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Houston, we have a problem. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. But he can do so much more. Like, like what else do you do? Just those two things. Just those two things. The Lord tells me he can get me out of this mess. But he's pretty sure you're a cop. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? Are you crying? <laughs> There's no crying! There's no crying in baseball! Am I talking too loud? I am, I am. Oh, quiz, hot shot. I saw you with the box. Who was in the box? There are no victims in this classroom. What's in the fucking box? Yeah, Zeus, as in father of Apollo, Mount Olympus. Don't fuck with me or I'll shove a lightning bolt up your ass. Zeus! Nervous. It's just sometimes it takes a while for an inspiration to come. You seem a distant fellow. I hate to kill him. It's quite long, uh, and I'd like you to be comfortable. You seem decent, friend. I hate to die. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. Fuck me! Oh, darn. Well, I believe in God. And the only thing that scares me is Kaiser Sose. But I think if you're open, then then you might enjoy it. Are we having fun or what? Boring conversation anyway. Yo, you about done? Tick tock, motherfucker. And welcome, 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 welcome to our very first ever the besties 2020 and a little audio sample of some of the films we got to review over the last year oh did you know that my name that is that was amazing <laughs> it was brilliant <laughs> sorry that's totally that was so keep, good keep telling me how good it is I'll honestly that. it was brilliant <laughs> my name is ian and i'm liam i'm ellie and I'm Georgia. And that, I guess, takes care of the first award, which was best, I don't know, mashup compilation of the year. Dude, that was so good. I was, I had mashup a lot, compilation ever. That was fun. I had a lot of fun. It's amazing when I was going through it, how many of the clips that I isolated previously in the year seemed to play into each other. Oh, so it's like good. first rule of fight club, second rule of flight club. Yeah. What can you do? Just those two things. I'm like, gosh, it's too perfect. I got to put those side by side. So it I worked know. out really well. So My- favorite was TikTok, motherfucker. Because I was going, kind of going, this is going on for a bit now. And then we got that. I great. thought, isn't that the best line to get it to get out on? I'm like, that's yeah. absolutely. And especially I like the, the opening too of, oi! <laughs> Are we having fun yet or what? Fun yet or what? <laughs> Everyone's got a, a favorite or two in there. Absolutely. Oh, uh, I liked Han Solo's going, boring conversation anyway. Hopefully that's not what you feel. And this one, <laughs> I think, is for people who are fans of the podcast. More so than fans necessarily of the films. Fans of the podcast and want to hear what we have thought and have been along for the journey for a few rides. We know our usual names that we're expecting to, to shout out for here, but um, this is what we're doing. So there's not yeah, a whole lot are, of small yeah. talk. We're going to jump right into it. So basically what's happened, if you're out there, I've given this wonderful group of people around me here a list of categories that we're going to go through and take a look at the films that we looked at in 2020 and come up with uh, our our versions of it, who we thought did what. I do need somebody. I should have done this off mic. I do need someone to keep track of who voted for what in the end so I can com- compile it later for next year's sort of talk. So I don't know if anybody's able well, to sort of... I nominate Ellie. You nominate Ellie? Okay. <laughs> She's good at this. Okay, there we go. So Ellie, I mean, I think it's been... Def- it's been... You've been... You've been 
nominatold or something like nominatold. <laughs> uh, feel free to go ahead and uh, either do that in real time or do it later. I don't really, but I'm going to go ahead and, and get us on board. So first award up or first bestie, the besties. Yep. We are best film ever. We give up the besties. And the Little first, besties. the first bestie, as I crack open this pint here, there we go. Oh, ka-chow, that, ka-chow. that felt, that sounded pretty good. I thought that actually, did sound good. I've got my quality street beside me as, as we begin this here. That's to go for, let's see what was quality in the world of best script is the first one I have on my dock. It's a best script. So it's a script that was really well written that, that created for, I think, a, an enjoyable filming experience or enjoyable viewing experience for us as the viewer. Um, so Liam, let's just, we'll just go the usual order we do when we go around. I was going to say, stuff. I think we should start with you. No, no I'm always going to go last. Oh. That's the way I do things here. So uh, Liam, what do you have? Okay. My best script yep. is the film that shocked me the very first time I watched it. Oh, I think I know what it might be. Go on. I think you're going to say in Bruges. No. Oh, okay. No, usual suspects. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's because fair. no matter how many times I watch this film, I'm looking at every single element to sit because i know who the who the person is at the end so i want to i'm going through it when i'm watching it now a second third fourth fifth time and i'm looking at it and i'm going where are the elements where it's telling me this mm-hmm. you know and the script is so good so good it is so good and if anybody's because, curious about the films that are available you can go ahead and take a look at our Podbean page or any of the things so far to see kind of a list of films we have done because i still think every time i watch it it's gabriel Byrne. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going, it's not Gabriel Byrne. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it's I, clever. It's one of those things where we're all going to have different opinions, but I can't tell you yours is wrong. I'm going, you're right. It's a really, really it's good one script. Of them, it's one of them scripts where they lead you where they want you to go. Mm-hmm. And no matter how many times you watch it, even though you know, you're still trying to find the, 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 the potholes to it, you know, and everything else. And you're just like, yeah, sorry. It's just, okay. it's just so good. Ellie. Um, for me, it's got to be Braveheart. I really like the, um, the the kind of rousing speeches in it. I guess. Um, okay, yeah, I'll give and you that. Just, I was I was really really pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed Braveheart when we watched it. I'd never seen it before, and I think a big reason for that was because of the script, and it was it just perfectly added to the film. And there were moments of silence and moments of great speeches, and okay. it was just great. Highly quotable film. It is. And for be a highly quotable film, it's got to be a good script. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Georgia. I think going by that, um, mine would also fit that category. Uh, I went with The Princess Bride <laughs> hey. for best script because I just think it's so well written it's, and it is incredibly quotable. And to get that much heart into a film is, is incredible. That's a good shout. Uh, yeah, I would agree. It is. I mean, I, I love the Princess Bride. No, 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 no danger there. Hard on my sleeve. Love it. And Liam, I'm going to go ahead and go with mine. And it was the one I accused you of saying. Uh, uh, I have In Bruges as mine. Uh, all the way back at episode three. I did enjoy In Bruges, though. In Bruges is really cleverly written. It's very cleverly written. And the amount of parallels and dualities and things that, that pay off. And it's just so well done. But not a whole lot in the grand scheme. There are bursts when things happen. But really, most of it's just sitting around talking. And, yeah. you know, you could have done, I mean, other films that do similar things, like Breakfast Club, things that are all, a similar idea, but there was a lot of improv in that, whereas in Bruges, you get the feeling Martin McDonough's giving you a pretty tight script and you're yeah. sticking to it. American Present, I could have said that as well. but def- Another great movie. Another, but again, another, those two films, I'd only seen once. Yeah, fair enough. So, maybe maybe let's see the second time in order to appreciate the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. So that leads us now to best special effects. Best special effects. Should we go around the way we came just to mix it up? Georgia, best special effects. 
I am going with the Muppet movie. Because if you can make a puppet ride a bike nope. guy, you've got my vote for that one. I think you're 100% right to say that. I mean, yeah. the number of things that have to go on to make that look legitimate. Absolutely. Yep. Incredible. Special effects does not only mean computers. And too often nope. people think it only does mean computers. And I'm 100% with you. That can be 12 people trying to make a Muppet look like he's riding a bike from, yep. from a distance. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Well chosen. Yeah. Uh, Ellie. Um, I'm 100% with you as well. The Muppet movie, I agree, has the best special effects. Wow. Yeah, I don't, don't think it needs to be said anymore, really. We talked about it a lot in the episode, how clever it was and how you forget that they're Muppets, and you do. Yeah. Uh, Liam, that would be you up next then. Well, I went for a film I didn't really enjoy that much, but the special effects was quite amazing. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's interesting because the whole thing is animated. and Within that, there are still special effects in it. Yeah, yeah. but that I didn't like it. But I appreciated the special effects. Okay, that makes sense. You know, and I, I appreciated the, you know, the drawing of the overlay of the computer belts. Yeah, yeah. So how it was like hand drawn, but also computer drawn. Yeah, yeah. 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 I appreciate it. No, good shout, good shout. Uh, I'm going to give mine to uh, a film I love and a film that when I first saw it, I went, "How have they done this?" Because it was seamless. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. And, it is clever. And the idea that the, the minute that you have them, it, I mean, it looks maybe a touch dated at times, but you've seen about when, it, when it was, 2003, I think. Yeah. They come on out and you have that first pirate ship um, movement, or you have the bit at the end when they're doing this, the sword yeah, fight in yeah. the cave. I think it's just really, really, really strong. But we have our first sort of actual defining winner here is the Muppet movie. It takes, is. Takes the official bestie, an undisputed bestie for best special effects. So mm-hmm. good shout there. Let's go back to Liam. Best costume design. I'm going to say Moulin Rouge. Mm, that's ho- I, I don't have it, but I'm really going to have a hard time disagreeing with you on that. It's, I, it, well, all the costumes in it is so elaborate, so well done, so bright. And that, the costumes in this movie portray the mood of the film as they move through it. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And you don't get that with many films. And the costumes are changing all the time because they're performers themselves. Yeah. And it just blew me away when I first watched this. The colour, everything. The colour in Moulin Rouge throughout. But, is, but, but in, in the costumes. In the costumes, yeah. Whether it's blue, whether it's shiny, simmery, sort of, sort of uh, diamondy violet, or, or whether reds, it's red. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, yeah. powerful, deep, deep colours yeah. used in that. Yeah, Ellie. So I nearly put Moulin Rouge. Um, and then on the subject of colours, I remembered the Grand Budapest Hotel and that had to win, oh, I think. I can't argue with you um, on that either. It was, the costumes are just amazing. They're just so bright and they contrast beautifully with the backdrop. And well, and then sometimes they mi- mix in with the backdrop and it's, it's just really cleverly thought out. That might be the most beautiful film we saw all year. I'll be honest, they were the two... <laughs> that I thought of myself and I went with Moulin yeah. Rouge because I liked Moulin Rouge and could talk about it more. It's different because the Grand, Budapest. Grand Budapest has got more of a pale pastel color palette yeah. at times, whereas yours is like they've turned the saturation up to 10 and yeah. just gone everything bright and vibrant as can be. But, but they're I both felt beautiful. Like, I just felt like they, they moved more with the tone of the movie. Yeah. So I went with that. Uh, Georgia. Uh, so unless we get a tie, we've got another winner. I also said Grand Budapest Hotel. Wow. Wow. Georgia and Ellie have clearly rigged the election. They here. have. <laughs> they got together and went, let's freeze the boys out. Uh, is there anything you no, want to add that we haven't talked Ellie about? No, have not spoken at all. No, I, it was from a film I didn't particularly 
love that much or rate that highly the visuals of this film were incredible and that definitely included the costume design so yeah for me it had to had to go there my brain did like spring to the big spectacle things like moulin rouge like chicago like all those other things but then i went no hang on that that's easier to do to make it more subtle but work so well seems more deserving of the award See, it's funny because I went a much different direction with mine. I kind of went to those period pieces and went, what could I do with those? And so almost went with Gladiator yeah. for the Roman aesthetic uh-huh. and decided in the end to go with Braveheart. Oh, okay. For that sort of medieval Scottish English chainmail, you know, that look. Yeah. So that's where, where I went with mine, but I, I can totally buy every one of your arguments. I think I think the reason I didn't go for Braveheart or Gladiator or anything like that is because they stick in their same costumes. It's 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 quite uniform. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's not much variety, but I was kind of going, I, I'll go back into the world of yesteryear. Yeah, but yeah. I do like those sort of period pieces in that regard. And I maybe do too. I'm not a very visual thinker, as I've explained at some point. So I think it's easier for me to designate in my head yeah, yeah, these yeah. sorts of things when it's a period piece. Okay, yeah. On that note, uh, best set design. Best set design, and that would be Georgia. You can show how you and Ellie have rigged this category as well. But no, we had an undisputed <laughs> winner. We, we had, a, 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 you know, not unanimous, but definitely a clear winner last category in Grand Budapest Hotel. What do you have for set design? For set design, I have one that was mentioned already. I have Moulin Rouge. Okay. I think the set design in Moulin Rouge is incredible. Again, I can't There's so it. many no, elaborate sets. The elephant... The uh-huh. theater, the even the little attic room, yeah. um, and the trap door, that the tiny room they first start off with, and how that changes throughout the film, much like the costumes. Um, but I just didn't think there was one that disputed this for set because there's something about filming on location. Then you get you, there is natural beauty in the world for things like Gladiator and that sort of thing. You can find films that find places that work brilliantly for your set, but to build all of that based around the windmill. It, it's just it's gorgeous it's amazing i love it ellie <laughs> i'm sorry but i agree <laughs> 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 yeah it's, it's Milan rouge for me as well um all of the things that georgie just said it's wow. just it's really really beautiful okay uh liam i'll be honest i flip-flop between two and i went instead of moulin rouge i went with pirates of the caribbean i went with this because i like the set design on the ships um and i like the whole period piece of it and i thought that was very clever how they did stuff even the governor's house and things like yeah. that or a jail or or the cave or the cave definitely there's the cave such, is one of the biggest. such a variety in that yeah. one yeah uh i went all the way back to episode two anybody remember what episode two was amelie amelie <laughs> for mine i thought it was a, a a shot of paris that was independent of time yeah, uh, it was supposed to be modern day, but it felt like it was like fifty, sixty oh, yeah, French New Wave Paris. Yeah, That's and a good chat, actually, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I think because maybe it was so early, and because it was Amelie, maybe, maybe it doesn't have the the loudness of a Moulin Rouge or something like that. But I thought, looking back, I remember going, like, I just love the look of this, and I'm not a visual thinker, as I said, but that was one that maybe again because it was different, it's a different country, it's a different style, I was able mm-hmm. to kind of go clearly, this is my choice. But I, I will not and could not disagree with Moulin Rouge as it wins the bestie. Undisputed, undisputed bestie for for uh, best set design. Next up, Liam's new favorite term since we started the podcast, I think. Best cinematography. What you got, boy? There were so many I could pick from here. But I went for a film. I went 
overly struck on. Okay. Because visually, <laughs> stunning. Um, Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. I, I, you know what? You're not, again, you're not wrong. Do you know what I mean? It was it was so good. The cinematography in this was amazing. Yeah. I mean, like in a lot of films, but this one stood out for me. I mean, even the idea that, what was it, three different aspect ratios that yeah. was shot in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very, very clever. Very clever. Uh, so even though I don't like a movie, yeah. I can appreciate certain bits of the movie. Acknowledged. Yeah. Uh, Ellie. Very good answer, Liam, but um, that's not what I put. Um, <laughs> so um, cinematography definitely isn't my strong point. So I do kind of struggle to separate things. But again, sorry to sound like a stuck record. I've put Moulin Rouge because I love the use of colour in it. Um, the way that kind of the camera sort of sweeps in through the streets of Paris and it's black and white. And then suddenly the like the Moulin Rouge is bright red. And, um, it's you know, that just like classic Baz Luhrmann style. I really, really enjoy it and even the bit where they say they purposely shot nicole kidman with a blue light the mm. whole time to make her look yeah, sickly but also yeah. to make her sparkle yeah um, really interesting choices with color and how to manipulate the camera in that regard uh, i think i've learned that ellie's award choices are brought to us by the right click functions copy and paste <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair i did flip-flop between moulin rouge and oh, really? Budapest. yes okay. i didn't consider I didn't consider that one. See, see, I, yeah, I did. I think, cause I, I think in my head, I see the set design and the bigness and the musical side of it. And I didn't think enough of the cinematography, which is oh, really okay. strong. No, I can't yeah, deny yeah, that. Yeah. It's really, really strong. Yeah. It's the one film that I remember that, that, that was something that I noticed in the film. And kind of, I was talking about that in the episode, whereas a lot of the time the cinematography is something that you point out, Ian, and I go, oh yeah, that's a really good point. Or um, Liam, he's doing a pretty good job these days. I don't have to worry about it this much. That's going to be my new job. Yeah. <laughs> Train 21, I'm going to go into cinematography. <laughs> But, but anyway, it's it's never normally me that's saying I really liked the way that this particular thing was done. And with Moulin Rouge, it was like, yes, okay. beautiful. Uh, Georgia? Um, we've not got a unanimous vote this time between me and Ellie. I'm sure you'll be pleased to hear. Okay. Uh, I have gone with The Joker. Ooh. I think Joker. the cinematography in The Joker is is incredible, yeah. Sorry, not The Joker, just Joker. But yeah, it's I difficult think... to introduce a film as I have gone with doesn't I, sound right does it no, it does I, yeah, it does i think it may have won best cinematography if memory yeah. serves so yeah did it i think so i didn't i didn't i purposely didn't look up any anything like that um when i was choosing mine but i, was, I just remember like the shot of no, the stairs the, the train shot on the train station yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. everything felt the billboard when he's spinning everything it. felt massive yeah. and it also felt symmetrical which actually is another shout did you say grand budapest hotel yeah Symmet- symmetry is a big thing with him yeah, as well yeah. so yeah both excellent shouts things that maybe i should have given more things to but i'm gonna stand by mine uh, the idea about camera angles and camera placement, telling the story, creating mystery, confusing the audience. So I went with the usual suspects. Yeah, I can see that. Where the camera is placed in ways to purposely disorient the viewer and make you question. And it does, because I told you before, I watch it time and time again, and I'm trying to find yeah. how you get to him. Yeah. You know, and you don't know until the end. And the camera's just as much of an unreliable narrator yeah. as as the protagonist is. Absolutely. So there we go. So no unanimous pick, but four very good ones there. I don't think we've done anything yet, which comes up on my list. I'm just taking a quick look here again. No, we're okay. So uh, let's go with best context corner highlights. That's the best fact that maybe you learned about yeah. when we're talking about a film and then went, oh, this is a... Uh, this is this is a really interesting kind of little nugget. I can't believe that was actually the case. So, Liam, yeah. why don't you start us off with yours for that. this one? I went with Dangerous Minds because I had very good memories of this film, and we tore it to shreds. And now I'm not so big on it because the context corner sounded so much better as a movie 
than the action movie we had. Yes, yeah, it's the idea where she actually like, gets the guy out of out of the gang and like puts yeah. him in, like, and they went on driving all night, and then got oh, him in the military and everything. Yeah, there was the film was there already, guys. Why did you not film it the way it was supposed to be done? Yeah, and this completely changed and, my mind on this film. And we have had conversations, me and you, off mic about about we keep coming back to Dangerous Minds. We and, do, and, and how we like the film. Yeah, <laughs> but the real story so much better. So much better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, blows my mind. Uh, Ellie. Um. So I went for more of a fun context corner fact. Um. And that was our swear counter for how many times Samuel L. Jackson says "motherfucker" in the Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah, that's, that's totally fine. <laughs> so, that's good. Yeah. So as a recap, that was uh, twenty-two times okay. with one hundred and twenty-two total swears from Samuel L. Jackson. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for that, Georgia. Okay. <laughs> On that note, Georgia. Um, I struggled with this one. I've got a crap memory. I don't know if we we all know this, but uh, um, I forgot to do the uh, critic reviews for the ones that we've just recorded because I have a crap memory. Um, So this I struggled with. However, I have realised my favourite times that we do Context Corner are next week when we have to do reflections and corrections. Um, I enjoy Ian and Liam and especially Ethan being wrong. Um, So that's my that's my Context Corner highlight. It's us being wrong (laughs) and acknowledging it. Is that context or context? Hey, it's good to acknowledge, isn't it? It's, it's okay to be wrong. It is. It's okay yeah. to be wrong. Uh, I'm going to go with mine, and mine's actually very recent. Uh, I'm going to go with people thinking Don Amici is dead for a decade, and that's why he wasn't getting any work. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. That's <laughs> so, good, yeah. so, so trading places, people thinking, Don Amici going, yeah, the phone hasn't been ringing. Well, yeah, everyone thought you were dead. Crazy. So that is mine. So no clear-cut winner there, but again, a, a good time had by all. One that came to me quite late in the idea, but I thought was a good shout and seeing what people's opinions were on things. Best duo in a film, and this could be really anything where there's two characters who engage with each other a lot on screen. Which one was the most enjoyable, the most confrontational, the one that got you most hooked on it? What do we think? So Georgia, best duo, what did you have? For best duo, I found this. I found this one quite easy, actually. Okay. I went right. I know. I know who I enjoy on screen when they're together. It's Fezzik and Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride. Do you know what? When they are together, they make me so happy. That's a good shout, and they were on my short list, but they weren't my pick. <laughs> so, really good shout. I really did consider them strongly. Fezzik and Inigo, the Brute Squad. <laughs> they're just so opposite, but also have the same common goal. There's like such- they. I just love them. There's such a warmth. And I said before, yeah. I think I said last episode on, on um, what did we just do? Babe. Babe w- yeah. Warmth is hard to do because we're so cynical, but actually it pulled it off really, really well. The 80s helped, but it, it's, it survived. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Ellie. Um, so I went for Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Cool. I really, really like their back and forth. In that. Same. I think it's really, really funny. It is really funny. Um, and, and I appreciate Samuel L. Jackson in um, The Hitman's Bodyguard as well, but I think the, the combo in Die Hard is, is a better one. It's a bit more equal. I really and, enjoy it. And when you think yeah. it's already an established franchise yeah. by this point, and to have somebody else come into it yeah. and fit so well into it, I mean, I'd like to have seen another movie with them. Surely, I was just thinking, there's got to be another way you could have the two of them come back. Wouldn't you? Yeah. It was, Something. Such, a, it was such a good hit. Why did they not do that in the fourth one? You have to, you have to explain why, why Zeus is now a policeman or working for the cops. Yeah, true. He could be regenerating the project. Well, you could have, you, you could, don't know. You could, could have somebody who is related again to someone else. Maybe not another Gruber brother, but maybe yeah, someone yeah. else who's mad at Zeus for, for what he did and yeah. link it to that. And therefore, McLean's got to come help him out. Yeah, 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 I don't know something, but no, I agree. It, it, it's, a, it's a good shout with two of them. Liam, 
You would never guess in a million years what I've just picked. Okay. But I really loved it. I loved it the day I saw it. I loved it again when we watched it. Okay. I loved Days of Thunder with Cold Trickle and <sighs> Harry. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice dynamic, yeah. Such a great dynamic. Hate that film. Hate oh, that film. I don't care whether you hate it. <laughs> I, got I, love, a, I got such a smile on my face. I love, I love the, the chemistry between them. Yeah. Because they're so different. And they have to both learn to, to trust each other. Okay. You know, and that's what I love about it. And there's one particular scene where he says he's having his brain scanned. And oh. he, says, he says, can you talk to me? Because when I'm in the car, there's a guy that talks to me. Yeah. And Harry's there listening to him say that. Yeah. It really touches. And kind of drops the bravado for one of the few times. There's yeah. a moment of genuine, because it's, it's men. And we don't talk about our feelings because we're men. Exactly. I mean, I could have picked a load from the duos. Yeah. There's a lot of good duos in these movies, but that's one that pulled up my heartstrings. Yeah. That one particular scene. It's interesting. No one's gone romantic yet. No. And I'm not going to either. Uh, <laughs> I'm also going to pick a pair of bros, and I'll tell you what, it's one that one, it's, it, we, we, we do have a winner. Yay! We do have a winner. Hard. It is John McClane and Zeus. Yeah, I knew you. I, I was going to as well, to be yeah. fair. That's such a good, good pair. John McClane and Zeus. Uh, I just think it's so combative. They're both the grumpy one. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're both the grumpy one, and it works. And it works because you have a policeman and a civilian. It works because you have black, because you have white. It works because you have someone who believes in the police and someone who thinks the police are just out to punish them and get yeah. them because of their different life experiences. And they're forced to work together towards what's clearly a more common enemy. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of humor in that. I think there's uh, tension. is just fun nine times. Camaraderie when, you, when they don't need to, you know, like at yeah. the beginning. yeah. You know, he goes out to save him. That forced bit, yeah. You know, and he doesn't... Doesn't want to do the right thing, but yeah. has to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's really well done. So they're, they're my duo. They're, they're perfect foils to each other in many ways. That's my flippy flop. Flippy flop. <laughs> uh, here's one I really struggled with and had about nine different names on my sheet. Best villain. <laughs> all day long. Yeah. All day long. Uh, there's a lot of great villains. Yeah. But this one blew my mind. And yeah. that was Heath Ledger as the Joker. Okay. Now, the reason I say this is because I was one of the people on board when I heard Heath Ledger had got the part. I went, really? You kidding me? I like the guy, but no. Okay. Seriously, no. I went to watch it, and I just sat there with my mouth open going, this guy is fucking amazing. So he blew my mind. He yep. changed my mind. So for me, best villain. Okay. Ellie. I have to say, I went straight for Heath Ledger as well. Wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, really, really good performance. So, um, so I don't strong. think, you know, Georgia might not have been a fan of the film, but I think we all agreed that he was he was good in his role. Um, and yeah, although it was one of the first episodes, it's the one that stands out for me. Episode, was that four? Four, I think. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Georgia. Uh, we got a three-way. I also went with Heath Ledger's Joker. Wow. As Ellie said, I... Did not like the film particularly, um, but that's because I don't like Batman. Give me a Heath Ledger Joker film, um, and I would thoroughly enjoy that. So, yeah. Okay. Could you imagine if he stayed alive? Yeah. We would have had a Heath Ledger spinoff. Well, we would have had a much better third act as well. Wouldn't we? Dark Knight Rises would be a different film. Yeah. Uh, it's not unanimous. I'm going to tell you why, because I thought about Heath Ledger's Joker okay. and went, we all really liked him. You know what I mean? And we shouldn't have done. And I'm not sure we should, but we all kind of went, he's yeah. cool, and he? Yeah. Look at what he's doing. <laughs> so I went, who's someone who, from the moment they appeared on screen, I went, I don't like you. Oh. And so there are a few names that popped into my head. 
but the one that I gave the win to is Joaquin Phoenix as Commodus yes. in Gladiator. From the moment he's yes. on screen, I hate that fucker. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And credit I, to him, though. Credit to him. Yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. he did was about making him the counterpoint to Maximus, who the films tell me I must like this guy. Yeah, I hate Joaquin Phoenix in yeah. that. Oh, Ironically, the guy who would later win an Oscar for also playing the yeah. Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, <laughs> Interesting choice, but the winner is, and I've got no issue with it. I totally understand. I just looked at it from a different perspective. I went, I like villains who who are villains. I mean, Heath Ledger might, might, might pop up somewhere else. But um, as far as this went, I went, as far as a fear villain, 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 I'm going to go with with um, Joaquin Phoenix as Commodus, Commodus in Gladiator. Yeah. So I got to flip my sheet back over here because I was busy making a point. Um, this brings us into best animated film. And I accidentally put an answer down on everybody's sheets and then I get a hold of you and go, hang on, we have done more than one film. So <laughs> we've done three films as far as I know that qualify. There would be Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, Coraline, and Toy Story. So those are really the nominations. Uh, Liam, that leaves it to you to start. A, no, it's Georgia to start us off. Georgia, best animated film. A podcast in which my voice did not actually appear, but I did watch the film and make notes. It's going to Toy Story from me. Okay. Any justification for it? I just think, I mean, it's it's Pixar at its finest, isn't it? Those, the animation of it, how they make toys look like toys, but all the different textures are all there. The plastic toys look like plastic toys. The ceramic toy looks like a ceramic toy. Okay. Mr. Potato Head looks like... Look, I've, I've worked in early years. Mr. Potato has a very specific feel to him. Yep. He's like slightly bumpy like a potato, but not <laughs> visibly so. But you could see it on the one on the screen. Like I was like, that's a potato head. I know what that feels like. And it's just to animate that in 95. Yep. Incredible. Fully agree. Incredible. Yeah. Ellie. That's such a beautiful answer, but I completely disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not think that Toy Story is Pixar at its finest at all. Um, I've gone for Coraline. Wow, um, okay. It's, I didn't, um, it, it's, I checked it's the one I rated the highest out of, out of the three. Um, and I mean, in terms of the animation, certainly really appreciated it. And I think those of us that reviewed it, we were all in agreement that the, the animation was fantastic. And I know it's best animated film, that we're classing, but yeah, I did give it the highest okay. of the three as well. Liam? I really didn't like Coraline. Uh, I appreciate the animation, but I'm with Georgia all the way. Pixar at its finest. You know, I was 15 at the time when Toy Story came out, and I just thought, this is amazing. And to think where they've gone and came to yeah. is just incredible. And the fact that Disney, Disney was there from the beginning anyway, just in the shadows, yeah, because they didn't quite believe in it. Um, so they could pull out when they can. Now they took over, and I think back in the early days was the raw, genuine feel of what we know as Toy Story today. Okay. And that's what I love about So Toy Story. I can hear in the future, I've got a link right now, to Ethan screaming <laughs> I know, right? at the podcast. So I'm here to say I got your back, buddy. I'm giving my vote to <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man right. into the Spider-Verse. No. Which I thought was it, it was it was it was visually loud, and we established that. But I there's think, no soul in your senses. I think if you're going to laud the uh, the technical leap that mm-hmm. was Toy Story, I think it's got a spiritual successor in Spider-Man into the Spider Verse, and I think it dealt with things on such. 
it again animated is so hard because animated isn't a genre animated is a medium yeah and so what toy story is trying to do and the audience it's trying to um appeal to is not the same as spider-man is trying to appeal to no it's not and i thoroughly enjoyed the uh artistry and appreciate the artistry of spider-man into the spider-verse i don't think toy story is pixar it's finest I'll, I'll jump on that grenade as well uh, I really like Toy Story 3. Toy Story 1, Toy Story 2, eh, I kind of made my peace a little bit with Tim Allen, I recall, on that episode. Maybe I'm I'm going on nostalgia for me. You see, I never had the nostalgia for it. I, I didn't like it when it came out. 3 did make me cry. Throw 3, three, three we had the 3, and we'll do 3 at some point. Jeez. 3 really raised my... I, I thought that was the end. Yep. But, but no, the first one is what struck okay. the first chord. And it is the winner. So it wins the bestie for best animated film of 2020. We are giving it to a film that's 25 years old in Woo. Toy Story. Uh, that then brings us to, uh, we've got some sort of music-based ones here. We've got about four categories on music. So let's start with best musical film. Not a lot to choose from. There was three no. by my count, unless someone can tell me what I'm not thinking of. We did Chicago, mm-hmm. we did Some Like It Hot, mm-hmm. we did Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Is there another one I'm not recalling, Georgia? See, I was counting Muppet Movie and Muppet's Christmas Carol because they're musicals. Oh, my word. Absolutely. They, absolutely. They, they, they both would be. You're 100% right. Would you count Toy Story as well? No, because the characters don't sing. They don't sing. Okay. Characters have to sing for it to be musical. Yeah. So, Liam, starting off with you, what do you... I guess you can find out which two movies I didn't pick for mine. Liam, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to go for a movie that Ellie keeps battering on about. <laughs> and I'm going to go for Moulin Rouge, because right. I do love this movie, and the songs in it are phenomenal. And I can listen to the whole soundtrack. Yeah. And it's it's a great soundtrack. So, for me, Moulin Rouge. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I like I like the reworks of people singing different songs, well known like, songs, well known songs being reappropriated for this film. Yeah, yeah. like like um, your song uh, being rearranged. Yeah, for Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman, and the fact that they take it higher rather than keeping it lower, yeah. and all this and the other is it's amazing. I would have fully agree with that. The Elephant Love Medley is oh, something out some, of this world. It is, isn't as it? It's supposed to be, but yes. And to think, I never thought Ewan McGregor could sing. No, no, Nicole Kidman. I wasn't surprised by, but no, I mean. He's not great, great singer, but he holds his own very, very well. He's a believable well. singer, though. He's yeah, not yeah, the professional. Yeah. I'm 100% yeah, yeah. okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Same. yeah, same. I love that. Ellie? I, I think it's going to be quite oh. obvious. Control C, control V. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would just like to point out, I do really, really love Chicago as well. I gave Chicago and Moulin Rouge a 10. Um, so, you know, both very, very highly rated films of mine. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go for Moulin Rouge. I absolutely adore this this film it's it's one of my top films of all time um and yeah definitely the best movie film georgia are we having three on the trot we are not no um i'm not going for the muppet movie oh um i have gone for chicago yeah because other than the production myself and other than the production that myself and Ian were just in, the movie version of Chicago is much better than any stage production, and that does not often happen. Yes. Um, and I think it's incredibly done, um, and it is what Chicago was meant to be, except it isn't, because as I think we spoke about it, <laughs> the rights for Chicago to be a film weren't wanted to go on and weren't even wanted to be a musical, I don't think, so... Um, but they waited until the author died and then took him because yeah. that's Chicago. That is Chicago. Um, 
<laughs> that's pretty, a, a yeah, bit of a no, shout out there to our friends at it's a musical pod actually because i learned that on their show so yeah. big shout out to them yeah which is very cool um so yeah um chicago not just because we were just in it either um but i'm a big fan of it yeah as a mu- as a musical adaption of a movie adaption of a pre-existing musical i think it's brilliant at least something that yeah i'd just like to give a little shout out to um the little bitch pod who um, recommended some like it hot as well because although i didn't find it my favorite musical i was really pleased to have kind of experienced Actually, a completely different like genre of film really a much earlier film than most i've watched i will say this i teach a level film studies and uh previously the plan was to do a different film and some like it hot's on the list and if we had not done that episode with the boys from little bitch pod with a christmas special that i listened to today it's actually quite I don't know, actually quite sounds like i'm surprised it's nice to see them back they did a one-off christmas special they're back with more of a new year but it was a really entertaining list and i would recommend anybody to go ahead and do that but a big thank you to marshall bitch? and dan it is <laughs> it Excellent. is so uh, I'm going to give my vote, maybe not surprisingly, we're going to have a tie, and it's going to be Chicago. So unlike before where we had like a four-way tie, that's not really a tie. It's just four mm, different answers. Yeah, yeah. Proper tie here. I'd already filled in your answer. For Chicago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, It's just a fantastic film. And I remember, I remember to this day, the first time I saw it and watched it and went, I've got to do this. And even though we did a stage version of it and we said, George just said, like, it's really difficult to recapture because the movie gives you advantages that stage doesn't. Yeah. Um, I will say I tried everything in my power to try and do the John C. Riley thing as well as I could. From He won't from, say it, but an audience member did say he out-amosed John C. Riley. So I'm just going to give ooh. him a bit of an ego boost there. I will, I will, <laughs> I will, I will humbly accept that. He it's, will so take that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, he was breaking new ground. I was just trying to sort of... Anyway. Take what he did and build on that, yeah, yeah. If, 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 if at all possible. <laughs> Take what he did and make it better. Well, you just don't want to do, you know, try to add something to it. But anyway, but it's not just about me and the fact that I was Amos. It's about the fact that it is visually striking. Yeah. It is the fact that it is um, another one that's not afraid to let silence speak occasionally. Um, and the dancing is phenomenal i'm not a big dancer but it's just there's a range of characters and a range of emotions and a depth and a nuance and a bitterness mm. that maybe is a little less i mean it won's best picture for a reason yeah. and it did it, it won best picture so yeah that, that's officially it's high on that one so then we've got best score best score uh which way did we just come around georgia back to you best score so this is the instrumentation underneath the song uh, a movie sorry um i think my answer might be quite obvious but i went with pirates of the caribbean because there is not a more there is not a piece of music other than he's a pirate that makes me so happy <laughs> i just love it it just makes me smile and then to hear that used throughout the rest of the film in just different no. ways and it gets tweaked and it gets edited it's it's gorgeous i, I agree he's a gladiator i mean he's a pirate he's... <laughs> <laughs> no but 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 han zimmer who we love i think he's kind of yeah, our yeah, yeah. our boy actually on the podcast but han zimmer and klaus badelt uh fantastic job with with the scoring there's so many good scores on this there there, there really is yeah. uh, ellie i do love the music in pirates but the one that i thought of was braveheart James Horner. I really, yeah. really love the score in Braveheart. It's just got these beautiful, serene moments. And obviously then like the more more complex music as well when you get to like the battle scenes and things. But I just think like those kind of really lovely, subtle themes are, are really, really nice. Okay. It's the kind of soundtrack I would like just kind of put on in the background and listen to. 
Liam? I found this very, 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 very difficult. I wish I could pick 10. Um, (laughs) I agree with both of you two, um, but my heart went for the one that gets me up and energized every time I hear it, and that is Rocky. Oh, good shout. I hadn't, if I'm honest, I didn't give it the consideration I should have. I flip-flopped between so many. Flip-flip-flop. Yeah, flippity flip flop. Um, with so many of them, um, but then I went to the one that I thought that really always ignites something inside me, and Rocky is the score that always ignites something inside of me. So yeah, I uh, just it was one of the ones I put out to the audience. So it's before I give mine. Oh, cool. So Debbie gave her shout out to Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, we. Uh, it's a musical Woo-woo. podcast. Gave it to Chicago, and there is some brilliant yeah, underscoring yeah, yeah. that goes along with the songs, of course. Uh, Paul and Griff to John Williams and Home Alone. Yeah. And then Andrew Shevsky agreed with me. We got a four-way tie here again. But actually, I think two of them get mentioned a second time here. So I think it's going to be Pirates and Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Oh, yeah. John Williams. And just there's so many pieces of music that are presented to us for the first time, actually, in Star Wars Episode Four. You don't get the Imperial March. You don't get that till five. But you do get so you get Luke's theme, you get Obi Wan's theme, you get you get sort of you know the main intro and exit theme. It's just such a it's it's a symphony. It is. it is an absolute symphony, and I believe that the great conductors of our time, the people who would be Mozart or Salieri or Beethoven, they are now doing scores for films. They are not doing other pieces that that they are working in Hollywood, and we are lucky to have that. On a side note, a few years back, probably about six, seven years ago, I went to Milton Keynes to hear the symphony orchestra, which one I don't know, to pinpoint, uh, played the whole saga of Star Wars, introduced by C-3PO. Oh, okay, very cool. Anthony Edwards? Anthony Edwards. Uh, Anthony no, Daniels. Anthony Daniels. Anthony yeah, Edwards yeah, yeah. is from ER. He was. And from Top Gun. Yes, he was. <laughs> Goose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, and that was, to hear it from a, an orchestra was amazing. So... Um, the next thing I've got up is best song, but I got thinking to myself as I went back over, and we had a request by a friend of the podcast, Debbie, who said, you guys know you sing a lot on the pod, right? <laughs> I, went, <laughs> I can see where this is going. I went, do we? <laughs> and then I prevent the following evidence as proof that maybe we do a little bit too much. Of a street corner choir, it's going home and getting warm by the fire. It seems where this is my favorite Christmas song. It feels like Christmas. It must have been love, but it's over now. Tis the season to be jolly and joyous. Wild women do, and they don't regret it. We have all. The time in, in the world. world. <laughs> oh, whoops, I just had it and I lost it. Here we are now. Here we are now. <laughs> 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 What's he gonna do? Gonna run for president, Bob. I'm doing gangsters fair, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. As I walk through the valley, the shadow of death. Come for the film review. Stay for Liam's rap aspirations. <laughs> 
That's a wrap, folks. We got a great big convoy rocking through the night. What, what? Yeah, we got a great big convoy. Ain't she a beautiful <laughs> sight? Two, three, four, convoy. Come on, join her. Come on, join her, convoy. Ain't nothing going to get in our way. Nope, nope. We're going to draw that convoy across the USA. Two, three, four, convoy. Convoy. Have I missed something? I'll get over you. I know I will. The king of wishful thinking. Hey, you throw me an orange. She's a wild one. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I'm a wild one. And as this happens, time limit on your singing. <laughs> Ellie's right. Maybe we should have a time limit on our singing. Oh my god, that's amazing! Listen to that back. And I still think I must have missed something because I still don't know what that was from. Oh, which god. one are we talking about? I have no oh, idea. The one where in the clip I go. Have I yeah, I don't know which because that yeah, was. Right. It's almost like, it's almost like all the time in the world. I was just that's terrific. I don't know what it is. Oh my god, that was that was amazing. I just had flashbacks. We like to sing, so on that note, we do. Um, we had what was the best song? The song could be anything. Song could be a licensed piece of music that was really really important. Song could be a song from a musical. Song could be really anything you want it to be. So, uh, Leon, let you catch your breath. I'll go to Georgia first on this one. Georgia, best song in a movie. Um, I struggled to begin with with this because I was kind of going trying to think of songs from directly from musicals like the obvious ones and going not really coming up with something and then I realised unlike you uh, that the Muppet movie is a musical and has songs in um, and I went with Going to Go Back There sung by Gonzo in the Muppet movie it's my wow. favourite song the one when they're like all like in the desert Around the campfire. It's better than yeah. Allegory for Death. It's really, wow. No, it's a beautiful song. It wasn't one I was I yeah, thinking yeah. of. Nice choice. Nice choice. I don't think it's going to win. I don't think anyone else is going to come up with it. <laughs> no, I'm okay with that. I'm expecting we'll have four different answers on this one. Ellie? Oh, I do too. I'm going for one which never had its chance to get an Oscar because it wasn't written for the film it ended <gasps> oh. up in. I think um, I can guess. And that is... <laughs> Again, sorry to sound like a stuck record. It's from Moulin Rouge and it's Come What May. Love great, it. Great, great song. Originally written for Romeo and Juliet. Was it? Yep. That's, a yeah, that's song. why it wasn't eligible for an Oscar. Oh, yeah, of course. Yep. Yeah, it's nice. not best original song. Yeah, but I will say this. I mean, easily better in this, right? Like if you'd put oh, it in yeah. Romeo and Juliet, I mean, oh, come yeah, on. Oh, yeah, 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 so much better. I don't think Romeo and Juliet themselves would have sung it. I imagine it would have been like the rest of the songs in the soundtrack where someone would have sung it at like the the yeah, yeah, yeah. at like the party or the wedding yeah. or something like that. But no, much, much better. So this. much more effective in Moulin Rouge. And the way it comes back again later in the film as well, yeah. it always makes me the cry. Lover series. The lover's secret yeah. song. Oh. Yep. Uh, Liam? Well, this might come to a surprise for you, but my favorite romantic comedy has got a song <laughs> This is the crow we're talking about. This is about. the crow. <laughs> um, it Can't Rain All the Time by Jane Sibri. Okay. Is is my favorite song. Okay. Um, I went for one that's not an original song from, okay. from, from, from a film. I went yeah. one that, that was just a, a song that was used as a theme, and I felt set the tone for a film. A film that could have been better, but a film that we really, really enjoyed. And Liam, it's the, it's the song that you couldn't get right when we were doing it in the montage. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I did Gangster's Paradise. It's a good song. I think Gangster's Paradise sets the entirety of the um, mood, atmosphere, and even the character of the school that she goes into. And Absolutely. it keeps coming back. And I think it is, it is the most memorable part of that film. Is it, that it song. is. And if you watch the video, it's a totally different movie. Totally different movie. Yeah. And it's also a ripoff of Steve Wonder. Yes, it is. Yes, Pastime it is. Pastime Paradise. Pastime yeah. Paradise, which yeah. I did not know until we did this part. Uh, yeah. until it's but no, I know Gangster's Paradise. So that was my choice. Uh, well, not something I was well expecting done. to come good, up with. That's, that's a nice choice. I thought it was a good shout, actually. Yeah, yeah, the definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what then, film was that from? That's from Dangerous Minds. Yes. Uh, I don't think you were here for this. I was going, uh. It was the, as I walked through <laughs> the valley of the shadow of death, I, I, I take a look at my life. I didn't realize it was in a film. Okay. Yeah. Best soundtrack. And by soundtrack, I don't mean for a musical in this regard. I mean from like a use of licensed music in a film. Liam, what you got? Again, I'm with Ellie on this. Moulin Rouge. Okay, yeah. Um, I love this soundtrack and I can play it till the cows come home. Okay. I know some um, reworks of other people's work, but it's very good reworks of other people's work. But yeah. Moulin Ellie. Rouge. <laughs> it's Moulin Rouge, isn't it? It is Moulin Rouge. It's beautiful. There is, and I didn't realise how many different um, other like licensed music songs were in it until we did the podcast. And I can't remember the number now, but there were so, so many different songs all built in. And things like the Elephant Love Medley is just beautiful where they all merge into each other. Um, so it's not just like individual songs. It's this beautiful, like, mixture. Yeah. Okay. Georgia. Um, I wasn't sure if Moulin Rouge counted or not, because obviously they are reworks of... Um, There's some of the characters, songs. so I do understand your... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't really sure if it counted or not. Um, shout out to the mice singing Blue Moon in Babe that we've just watched. <laughs> yeah, that was, that <laughs> was I thought good. that was hilarious. So, yeah. It's off. Uh, <laughs> other than that i don't have an answer though so i guess i'm gonna have to go with moulin rouge if wow. it's counting i'm i'm making it three yeah okay. i'm sorry <laughs> i'm gonna go with a film that i thought the soundtrack the use of licensed music okay i'm gonna give an honorable mention because someone else would have mentioned this one i almost chose bridget jones's diary hang on a minute you told me i had to pick one specific song no because i thought well, i didn't think we'd get three moulin rouges i had imagined when oh, i set this up okay. that people wouldn't do ones that characters sung yeah, yeah i thought it was going to be ones with the songs in the background helping set the scene oh okay well i did think pretty woman and i did think bridget jones and that was my pick was pretty woman oh okay i yeah, think yeah, yeah, i think yeah. i think in pretty woman the songs do so much to set what's happening in each scene and they just make that film fun yeah they do uh everything and each visual image you get each iconic visual image i can hear the soundtrack behind it yeah same i think that's really 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 uh powerful but moulin rouge gets the win so next up we have uh best tearjerker best tearjerker and liam i think i had yours pegged the minute i wrote this down Uh, uh, which is i think you're gonna say a league of their own days of thunder Yes, yeah. <laughs> a league of their own. Okay, a league of their own. There's another one I thought you might have gone for, but uh, a league of their, league own. Of their own. Yeah, it, yeah. It really, really tugged at my heartstrings, and I forgot how much so. Yeah, until I watched it, and you observed it, you saw it. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was it was an amazing story. I, I loved I loved how Dotty managed to break down. Uh, what's his name? I forgot. Huh? Jimmy, Jimmy Dugan. Jimmy Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. How she broke down Jimmy. And made him feel again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because he was a broken man. No, you're not wrong. And you watch that story of a broken man become less broken. Still broken, but less broken. And she did that. And that was really nice to see. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. That was a tear joke. Uh, Ellie. 
everyone's going to go back to thinking I've only seen like eight films. Um, it's Moulin Rouge. Again. Oh my word! <laughs> um, I, no, seriously though, I looked at the list of films that we've reviewed, and I don't think any of the other films have made me cry. Oh. Um, and Moulin Rouge makes me cry every time without fail um, towards the end. Um, and it, yeah, it, it is the biggest tearjerker of what we've reviewed. All right, Georgia. I did not pick Moulin Rouge. Um, <laughs> unlike Ellie, I did try and space out my uh, answers and the same film for everything. Ellie got her done in four minutes. That's dead easy. What are you just talking about? <laughs> I spent a really long time on this, actually, and I don't think I've got Moulin Rouge for anything else. Nah, spoilers. No, no. Let's be, let's be surprised. Oh, no, I tell a lie. There we go. Georgia, <laughs> what, what do you have for yours? Um, I went with the Theory of Everything for Beth's oh, Tearjerk. Yeah. Um, just because it's one I hadn't seen before and I didn't know the story of it, and it it got it got me. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for mine, I'm gonna say just keep spinning, just keep spinning. It is the theory of everything. Uh, for for my best tearjerker, um, yeah. almost. I remember as a kid, I really found uh, League of Their Own to be emotional. Uh, maybe it's because it was the first time I watched everything; it was a bit more impactful. Oh, I don't feel um, so bad now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. What for for being upset by? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah. To you to be affected by it. it I mean, that's that's gotta be a bit. It's 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 a complicated robot that you are. It's a, it's a complicated film. <laughs> I wouldn't but, say that. But theory, everything I think is you see everybody just trying to do the right thing by whoever it is that they're with, and what does loyalty mean, and what does um what does taking care of someone mean, and when can you be selfish, and where can you be free, and what does it mean to sacrifice, and what does it mean to make oh, sure the yeah, person yeah. you're looking at. And the levels of sacrifice that happen on a multitude of levels to make sure that Stephen Hawking can be everything that he is, but not forgetting his, his wife. Is it, is, it, is it Anna Hawking? What was her name? Yeah, I don't remember. I, I forget. Remember yeah, sorry. No. Um, but yeah, so Ellie, something you wanted to add on to this? Um, just that I remembered that actually A League of Their Own did make me cry as well. So I haven't got a complete heart of stone, but Moulin Rouge is still my answer. You just got blinders on to the rest of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Moulin Rouge podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. reviewing this next week, but Ellie's off. reviewing Moulin Rouge. <laughs> we'll go from three while Ellie just reviews <laughs> Moulin Rouge. Here's your Moulin Rouge minute with Ellie. Uh, so yeah, there, agree with me. Uh, there we go. Um, then we have funniest movie. I mean, you can kind of take this. I think everything, of course, gets the win for the bestie for best tearjerker. Funniest movie. Um, let's see where we go with this. Uh, Georgia. Again, because I was trying to space things out and didn't want to pick the Princess Bride too often, um, I went with Hitman's Bodyguard because <laughs> as lowbrow as some of the humour is, it did make me laugh out loud. There we go. All right. Uh, Ellie? Um, I went for Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, again, really like the pairing in that. I um, think that Samuel L. Jackson brings a lot of comedy to that that role. And um, yeah, just really enjoyed it. Liam? I've literally just changed my, my view on the funniest one. Okay. So I originally <laughs> went for Bill and Ted. Okay. Because that's what made me laugh when I was younger. But going with Georgia, yeah, the hitman's bodyguard. <laughs> oh, my I laughed out. <laughs> I laughed out loud on so many bits. Oh, okay. It is so stupid. It's not it particularly is. a good film, no, right. but it's funny. But it is funny. You're, you're, well, you're right. It's not a good film. Uh, but it's funny. <laughs> it's not a bad so, film. Going for the Hitman's Bodyguard. I'm with Georgia. I wish Georgia hadn't changed her vote because mine went to The Princess Bride. Uh, yeah. 
uh, there's two kinds of humor. There's humor because you don't see it coming, and there's humor that comes from maybe a nostalgic place, but from satisfying the payoff to a joke you've heard. If you can hear a joke a thousand times and it still makes you smile, maybe not laugh, but it makes <laughs> you smile most of the time, and you go, yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's something there's something magic in that, and so I will go with that. But if you're telling me the funniest movie is The Hitman's Bodyguard, I'll say as you wish. Out of our list. I'm with Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Uh, best rant or quote and this was from like a podcast episode okay so best rant that someone around the table did not best rant in a movie oh oh, oh yeah oh okay i'm uh, lost now i don't know if people interpret oh, I've, I've got an answer prepared if you want me to go first if you could yes absolutely it goes to georgia for i don't like batman anywhere <laughs> Uh, I'll jump in with mine. We'll give people a chance to think. Okay. My vote goes to Georgia hates Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Me, I believe it was me saying, I don't like Batman in Hong Kong. And Georgia would not like Batman anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm going to jump in off my, off my head. And the rant we had over Scrooge in. Oh, just recently. Is he lonely or is he not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Because I got a little bit heated there. He did <laughs> for us. We just dug our heels in and kind of yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. We're like, no, what you what you don't get us. No, but what you don't get. Us. Normally, we can kind of talk each other around to yeah. different things, but we sort of dug it's our fun. Heels in. I like yeah, what yeah, we yeah. know. So I'll know. say that, Georgia. Uh, see, I didn't want to be like really egotistical and put Georgia doesn't like Batman because that is probably my favorite <laughs> thing that's come out of it because it made myself laugh. Um, I my favorite rant and quote that we've done on a podcast isn't isn't on here it's on talking the mickey well that's a different so, one for a different thing so yeah so i can't i can't give it that's fine. um yeah no i've not got one that's fine so I the clear winner is georgia hates batman, batman. <laughs> uh, a couple of awards um i don't know how i came up with these names the michelle pfeiffer memorial award michelle pfeiffer. also known as most attractive woman we saw on film this year it's equal opportunity there will be a male equivalent in a moment but the michelle pfeiffer memorial award uh liam why don't you start us off well, this might surprise you. Um, Gina De- No, not Gina Davis. <laughs> She's very close. I put, no question, Michelle Pfeiffer. There are no victims in this classroom. She is smoking hot. Okay, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. She was, it's one of those two iconic looks I see her in. Oh. I see her in this, and I see her as Catwoman. Yeah. Those are the two that I really remember her as. I love this woman. It may have come up. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's no longer a memorial award. It's still Michelle Pfeiffer for me. Well, we'll see. I feel like Liam's answer should be discredited from the answers of this and like just kind of Michelle Pfeiffer memorial it's just award presented by Liam. On in, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ellie, your choice. Um, I have gone for Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge. Oh, surprise, um, surprise. So this is my last mention of Moulin Rouge. Well, you know, you're um, so specifically, um, when she's in the red dress, um, at the, in the Elephant Love Medley, I think it is. Um, she's got yeah. that beautiful like, red ball gown. And I think the fireworks it very much, rivals, very much rivals Julia Roberts' red ball gown in Ooh. Pretty Woman, but Michelle Pfeiffer wore it better. Uh, not Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, Nicole <laughs> Kidman wore it better. <laughs> it's, it's the award, isn't it? Uh, Georgia. Uh, we got another tie. I went with uh, Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge. That's not, not a tie. Specific. No, me and Ellie are both. Oh, okay. You got the same. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. what I meant. That's fine. I just think she looks. I like a. I like a ginger. Yeah. I'm up for the. I'm up for the gingers. Right. Um, so yeah, I went with Nicole Kidman. 
Uh, I am going to say my vote goes to Nicole Michelle Kidman Fulton. in Michelle Moulin Rouge. Michelle Fulton. <laughs> Michelle Fulton. Uh, no, there is that. I think it's actually the Elephant Love Medley where she's in the red dress because the fireworks are going on and you get the end. I will always love you. And so you have the fireworks going yeah. off at that point. And I thought that that's really strong. And forever, this is like in my head, whenever I see Nicole Kidman now, she still looks great, but I'm thinking, oh, you do, I, I, I miss you as a redhead of Moulin Rouge. I really, really do. To be fair, this was the, Moulin Rouge was my second choice. If that one for Michelle Pfeiffer in this running. Yeah. I thought you might have gone for that woman in Hitman's Bodyguard. No. Oh. No, no, no. You were all about her for about one I, episode. I, no, I, I do like her. <laughs> I also like Gina Davis in um, League of Their Own. Yes. She's as Dottie. She's. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's do the male equivalent, which I named the Ryan Reynolds Memorial Award because he was a good-looking man in the Hitman's Bodyguard. You got Jude Law's Memorial Award in this. Oh, I've changed it. I'm minus the Ryan Reynolds. I've changed the vote. <laughs> it's the Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Hashtag Canada. So, Canada. Uh, Liam, why don't you go ahead and give us your choice? I put Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, good shout, yeah. Uh, only because I really like Johnny Depp. And in Pirates that costume and that whole look it is completely out of his own head and to think that it's so iconic uh yeah so i think i'm gonna go for johnny Depp. okay ellie a bit of love bro for him i can't believe you're making me choose between hugh grant and pierce brosnan but <laughs> um hugh grant does does win everything in my opinion so yeah hugh grant in bridget jones's diary I actually forgot what movie we did with him in it. Yeah, Bridget Jones's Diary. He, he, it, it wouldn't have mattered. He looks he looks really good <laughs> in Bridget Jones's Diary. He does. Yeah. He does. All right. He looks good in everything. Georgia. I, love him. I don't get it. I don't really know. What, I can't even picture Hugh Grant. This is my male actor face blindness coming back in. <laughs> um, but one person that I do know who they look like is Ryan Reynolds himself. Wow. I think he looks very nice in the hit mountain bodyguard and i like him in that suit at the beginning it's just very nice it's blue very hugo boss advert yeah yeah it's um, nice. i like it i'll do mine uh, it's a four-way tie uh i'm actually going going to moulin rouge and i'm saying it's you and mcgregor you do as like christian you in moulin rouge yeah i spent most around that time i was 21 22 going i just want to be you mcgregor yeah that's all i want to be in life <laughs> he, he's a jedi he's kissing nicole kidman <laughs> like really what, what is this guy not doing yeah exactly yeah <laughs> So uh, that let be- it be noted, Moulin Rouge got nominated not by me, not by you. Something. All right, episode. Sorry, before this, best plot, best plot twist. This is where I have this one down. Best plot twist. Uh, the film that made us go, oh. Now, I, out of respect, let's not say what the twist is. Okay. Okay. So, um, Georgia, I think you're first up. I really struggled with this one, and therefore we'll have to give the answer of Babe. And what's the plot twist? I thought we weren't giving them away. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> the, the twist's so subtle, yeah, you won't uh, see it coming even after you've seen it. <laughs> the plot twist is more of a character twist and okay. with Apogwiti deciding he's going to do a song and a dance. Okay, I did fair. not see that thing at all. That's fair. Uh, Ellie? Um, so I feel like my plot twist the films I hadn't seen before kind of got ruined a little bit because I found out there were plot twists in advance. Um, but the one that I didn't see coming and couldn't work out was The Usual Suspects. So that's okay. what I've gone for. Good. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I, I'm with Ellie, Usual Suspects. Okay. Because that blew my mind. I think the reveal of it has done really well very, as well. Very, very well. I'm going to go with Seven. I knew you would. Yeah? I did, yeah. Uh, because 
it's just the idea that the whole thing was kind of in plain sight the whole time. Yes. And of course, What's it's in the box. Yeah. It's kind of the, the, the sort of maturation of the idea of who are six and who are seven and sort of going down that line. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that one was really good. As really well. like um, that. Yep. Go ahead. I just want to give an honorable mention to Fight Club as well, because I think if I didn't know there was a twist coming, I don't know if I would have seen it. Or Princess Bride. Wesley is the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> hey, we're not giving away the plot twist. Oh, that's been 25 years. 35 years. After 35 years, you can give away the plot twist. Wow. So there we go. <laughs> okay. um, so there's that. Um, so next up, I have episode of the year. And episode of the year didn't mean film of the year because we already have an award for film of the year. Episode of the year was the, the episode that we did that you enjoyed the most based on what we did around the table. The most fun you had in that respect. So... With that in mind, Liam, I'll let you go ahead. I touched on this earlier. Um, Muppets Christmas Carol, because you and I respectively disagreed on certain things. <laughs> Me and you hardly ever disagree yeah, on it's, stuff. It's, it's quite rare. So when we do disagree, that's kind of a big deal. Okay. So yeah, I'd say Muppets Christmas Carol. Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. All of a few days ago. Still love you, dude. Love you too. <laughs> Thank you. Ellie. I'd like to just give a little honourable shout out first to ba 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 a wedgie bit. Um, but What's that's that? not my answer. What was from? A wedgie I think it was the crow. Was it the crow? I think so. Okay. Um, but that was, that was amazing. All oh, right, um, that, was, but, that was me and you reffing, yeah. Oh, it was, wasn't that it? That was good, yeah. Yeah, I totally um, forgot about that. Yeah. So that was, that was that maybe my like, little mini favourite <laughs> moment. Um, but my favourite episode, I think, goes to The Dark Knight. Um, okay. Partly because of George's quote about <laughs> Batman anywhere. And um, yeah, it was it was just lots of fun. And I think it was... Was it the first one we did all together? Yeah, I think so. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Why it felt so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just really enjoyed that episode. Georgia. See, I thought this episode counted, but you've recently said that maybe it doesn't. My favourite episode to record was the see it or skip it, just because of how awful it was <laughs> and how much we slated it. Mm. Um, I'm not sure. it does. It's not a film that we've fully mm, no, it reviewed. Doesn't, it doesn't qualify. It's an episode. I don't know. It's, it's difficult. It's yeah. So uh, yeah, so I'm not. Regar- I'm not sure. That's the one that jumped to my head okay. because it was so shit, and it, we all just. I would have it. picked that if that was the case. It's not going to win because in this case, I've got Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. Because I enjoyed a, I enjoyed Muppet Christmas Carol as a film, and b, I enjoyed the high level of interactivity we had with people who listen to podcasts, sending in messages. Oh, that, yeah. That was really nice, and it sort of showed over the course of nine months a little community that we're a part of and have sort of engaged with and able to share them not even just reading enough comments, but getting actually their voices and stuff on the podcast while at the same time reviewing a film that I just love and it was a fun conversation about certain elements of it, which, which I always enjoy a little bit of healthy discord. So yeah, I enjoy that level of stuff. So Muppets Christmas Carol wins the bestie for Yay. episode of the year. It would be a shame if episode of the year was like episode four. It would mean we hadn't done anything since. Um, Here we go. So the next one here is, and oh, then we have a second opinion. So, uh, for instance, a film that you looked at now and you go, I rated it too low. I would like to raise that. Now, I've deferred. I've said there's nothing. I look back and went, I'm okay. I'm okay. I thought maybe about Star Wars, which I had an eight. Mm-hmm. But I went, no, nah, I'm okay. I was also the highest on Star Wars at eight, oh, okay. which really surprised me looking yeah. back over it. Uh, so that's me. Liam, I know you had one. So why don't you go ahead and go next? I did. Yeah. I'd like to raise mine up. Uh, Bridget Jones's diary. From, from was it an eight to a nine? No, that was a set. No, I think it was eight to a nine. Eight to a nine. Yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, thought, I, thought was, I thought it was seven and a half to eight and a half. No. But yeah, eight, eight to a nine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I love yes. this movie. I do love it. And it does, I, I never get bored of watching it. All right. So, yeah. Um, Ellie, did you have one? I didn't, no. That's totally um, fine. I, I have also deferred. Um, I too looked at Star Wars and thought, have I got this a bit low? And then I thought, nah. Nah. I think it's the mythology. Remember a few key moments, but then you sort of look at other bits and you're like, no, nah, I've got it pretty accurate where it is. Not enough Jawas. Uh, on that note, Georgia. Not enough Jawas. Um, no, I am also deferring. I did not have one. I think my opinions of Batman um, hold true. Um, I thought maybe I was a bit harsh, but I went, no. No, because if I sat and watched it again, my feelings would be exactly the same. I've mellowed over time. It's been six months, but now, or nine months or whatever it's been. Um, but yeah, no, if I went and watched it again today, I'd still be as annoyed. So no, I'm, I'm sticking with my rate. Okay. Then I'm going to force you to go ahead and answer this one, which is best first viewing. So best film you watched for the first time for the purpose of this podcast. I do have an answer for this, and this came quite easily. I thoroughly enjoyed In Bruges. Okay, In Bruges. Film that I had not Ooh, seen before and very much enjoyed. Not eligible for me. I'd seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the interesting part about this one is that people are going to have gaps, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Ellie? Absolutely. Without a doubt, Fight Club. Okay. Loved it. Liam, I don't know if you can remember the podcast, but I went. How could I have not seen this movie? In Bruges, Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Oh, Princess Bride. That's right. Yeah. yeah. How did I ever miss this? Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Mine is what a great movie. Mine's a bit more subtle than the three of you. Mm. To be fair, I think I've seen the majority of films on the list, so I had less things available to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my best first viewing is Theory of Everything. Yes, yeah, I really yeah. liked that. It was- yeah, it was low key. But I really, really liked it. Next, most improved. So a film you had seen before and maybe discounted a bit and then watched it again, maybe with a sharper eye went, oh, there's something to this, actually. For me, it was a theory of everything. Okay. Because I think the first time I watched it, I was kind of cooking tea in between, so I weren't really taking much notice. Yeah. So I weren't really getting involved in the story. Uh, But the second viewing, when we sat down and watched it properly, I was like, oh, my God. Seriously? Yeah. This is really tugging at my heartstrings here. You're, you're letting someone mm-hmm. you love go with someone else yeah, and willingly let them because of your situation. I thought, oh, my God, I can't do that. He's a, he's a better man than me. Yeah, no, I fully understand. You, you agree, know, yeah. and that, that takes some courage. And that, that, that heart-to-heart they have in the church with oh, the beers. Yeah. 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 Doesn't matter what everybody else says. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm welling up already. Yeah. Uh, Ellie? Um, so, for me, this was one that I wasn't actually – in the podcast for but um sat and watched it with you guys and that was amelie okay and i didn't i had this on dvd um and i'd watched it a couple of times in the past and didn't really think that much of it but when i rewatched it again this year i quite liked it after all so yeah excellent georgia um i found this one again really easy um because i think i was oversaturated on this when i was younger and probably not mature enough to appreciate it fully um but i'm going with toy story i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) yeah the last time i watched it i fully appreciated it and really enjoyed it so um going with toy story toy story could have made a short list because i did like it more than i did the first time i the previous years and previous viewings i went for another animated film i went for my choice for animated film of the year as well and i went for spider-man into the spider-verse 
and maybe I think we talked about when we did the review of maybe you have to see it the second time to get everything that's going on or appreciate yeah, it because we did talk because everybody else felt like they were being assaulted in the senses and Absolutely. maybe if I know where to look so to speak or if I know where it's going I have to focus on what the narrative is yeah I can appreciate the other elements to it so that's my vote okay uh, next up we've got best supporting actor best supporting actor uh, Liam. And for this one, for that, anyway, if the if the if the Academy Awards give someone a Best Actor or a Best Supporting Actor, and we went the other way around on them, that's besides the point. It's not up to what some studio decided to label them as; it's what we saw them as. Well, I struggled with this because there was two. I could I could have picked another ten, but yep. there was two that really sort of struck a chord with me. Uh, one being, um, you're not, you're not naming two here, right? No, okay. I'm going to name one, but okay. but I'm going to say who the other one was because. <laughs> Well, no, the, um, the <laughs> one I've picked, but the one we've, we've you've done it before. Oh, uh, some people have done it before. Is um, an honourable mention, Ian. Yeah, it's an honourable mention. Uh, Gladiator, and that's Joaquin Jack, Phoenix. Yeah, again for the same thing you said earlier. Yes, um, but for me, I tipped it with Tom Hanks in League of Their Own. Interesting to call him a, a supporting actor. I think you, I think you can do that. I don't think you have to call him a lead actor in no. that. Yeah, Tom Hanks, League of Their Own. Tom Hanks, League of Their Own. Yeah. Fair enough. Because that's not a character you see him play. No, I agree with that. And that's very off-key for him. Uh, Ellie? Um, I found this very easy again, and this is calling back to something we talked about earlier. Um, it's Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Okay. I think it's a really, really beautiful performance. And um, yeah, not the lead role, but definitely fantastic support and the fact that he directed his own scenes as well some of his own scenes well yeah yeah, yeah. just the Should ones where he was by himself role. uh georgia um i really had a think back and ellie i'm sure will appreciate this um my best supporting actor went to a role that again with my male face blindness like i struggled with these ones specifically but someone who i remembered having looked back on our list was the duke in moulin rouge so shout out goes <laughs> to richard roxburgh who completely creeped me out and was horrible but for that reason i am giving him um the best supporting actor role i considered him for, for the for the villain one because he's everything they said about about commodus where he's like unlikable from the minute you meet him to the end yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah my best supporting actor i went a little bit more low-key again i went brendan gleason in in bruges mm, good choice yeah um as you know colin farrell's buddy who's supposed to shoot him yeah and can't bring himself to do it and sacrifices himself in the end uh, a really nuanced performance i thought and easily the best thing i've seen him in i've seen him i mean he was in, he was in, he was in braveheart that blew my mind mm. so actually you could say best supporting actor for two different roles for braveheart and for in bruges because he's brilliant in both so brendan gleason gets my vote nice thing. Uh, other people though had their say Ooh, we had uh Oh, sorry, that wasn't for this. This is where we get the best lead actor and best lead actress. So we'll get to that in a second. Let's go to best supporting actress. Best supporting actress. Georgia, you don't have female face blindness, so what do you have? Oh, I do. I really do. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Active face blindness. Um, Again, I surprisingly found this one quite easy when I looked back over our list of films and went, who did I decide? Oh, I actually quite liked them in a film. And I have gone with Shauna Waldron, who plays Lucy in The American President, The Little Girl. I thought wow. she was really good. Wow. Not that she's not good in it, but man, there's a murderer's row of people you overlooked to get there. <laughs> That's because I've got face blindness and right. this is the only one that sprung into my brain. That's fair enough. <laughs> it's just, it's, you know what? It's an important role in that movie. 
It's a really important yeah. role to show him as a loving father. And also because she's a child and And she's not precocious. She did a really yeah, she did a really good job. She's a believable yeah. kid. Yeah. Okay, Ellie. Um so if you'll allow me it, I've gone with the the Oscar um parameters, I guess. Um so I've gone for Catherine Zeta Jones in Chicago. Okay. Um, because she was classed as the supporting actress. She went up there and held an award that said she was supporting Um, actress. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we, I mean, when we did the, if you told me Renee Zellweger, I'd fight you on it, but yeah. Yeah. When we did the review, we did discuss whether like there's actually a support role there or whether there were two lead actresses. If you put her down as either, I would have been okay with it. Yeah. So yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones, Liam. Um, I found this quite difficult because there's a couple in that I liked. Um, I'm going to say Jamie Lee Curtis, Trading Places. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I I really, because at the time she was known as the Scream Queen. She was breaking away from that. And to see her nude was, or topless, was just like, oh my God, mind boggling. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, her breakout. Okay. <laughs> her breakout. Oh, her breakout role. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones in Chicago. Because she won the Oscar for it. You can easily make the play that she was the lead actress. I'm probably cheating and therefore having two lead actresses by doing this. But she had went up there and held an Oscar and said, I'm a supporting actress. So, Good yeah, honor. fair yeah. enough. I'll, 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 I'll take that. So, yeah. So, the official bestie goes to Catherine Zeta-Jones for Chicago. And I think she, someone should let her know that she is now a two-time Best Supporting Actress winner. Once for an Oscar and once for a bestie. Oh, and needs to let her know that. <laughs> we do. We, do. we can get her IMDb Absolutely. page updated. She'd love this. Someone get on that promptly. <laughs> best actor. Best actor. Liam. Okay. Um, he was known as a supporting actor, but for me, he was the best actor. But if we can't have him, I will go to another guy. So my best actor was Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. No, I'll allow that. Um, because I felt like he was a lead character. If not, I would have gone for no, you're fine. Brandon. Okay. Yeah, no. Heath Ledger. Yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah. Uh, Ellie. Um, so I have gone for the other Joker and gone okay. for Joaquin Phoenix. Um, really, really love that film. And I think it's a fantastic performance. you had really, two really Jokers in your two roles. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? When we, when we asked at the end of the episode on Joker, who was the best Joker, um, I struggled. And I... Yeah, I, I do really love Joaquin Phoenix in that role. I think he does such a fantastic job. Okay. Um. So, yeah, he's definitely the best actor for me. Okay. And Georgia? Uh, I agree with Ellie. I've got Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. Wow. As my best actor. Yeah. Because wow, wow, wow. I, and we did not speak about this. We didn't. I've got Heath Ledger as the Joker. Oh. As <laughs> my pick. We've got a Joker tie. We do have a Joker tie, and we wow. happen to have audience picks. Oh, let's do this. My picks were made before any audience picks came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, for best actor, we have Eddie Redbane as Stephen Hawking by yeah. Debbie. Good. That yeah. was my definitely a second for me. We have Tom Hanks by a trilogy of people, but it's just these are the count as tiebreakers, so he's not in the running here. Yeah. But by Arpen Barrick, it's a musical podcast, and Paul and Griff. Arpen Barrick only answered this category. <laughs> he's really <laughs> wanted Tom Hanks to get a shout. Tom but Tom Hanks did appear in a trilogy of films for yeah, us this year. Did. So Paul you know, thirteen. Paul thirteen, uh Toy Story and League of Their Own. Yeah. And Andrew Ashevsky will break our tie. 
by naming Heath Ledger as the best actor. So there you go, Andrew. You have had an impact on the bestie going to Heath Ledger in a split-decision tie-breaking vote. That's cool, considering that the Academy actually made him supporting actor, didn't they? I think they wanted him to win. He's the center point of almost all the marketing. He is the first image you get. Yeah. He is every point. Christian Bale's counterpoint in that. Absolutely. I think you have two lead he is actors. much better than Batman. You have, yeah. you, you have two lead actors in that yeah, film. Yeah. It's funny how we all, all three of us, though, thought that. Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Even though we went against the grain of being best actor rather than best support. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, so then that leaves us with best actress. Best actress. Uh, is Georgia still with us? She is still with us. I'll let her start off. Um, I have gone with one that people probably have not thought about at all because it was right at the beginning and wasn't in English. I've gone with Audrey Tattoo from Amelie. Wow. There's mm, a pick. Yeah. Because I just think she was amazing. I really enjoyed the film and I really enjoyed her performance in it. No, no. She, she carries that film. Yeah. She carries that film without question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she does. Without shadow. Um, Ellie. Um, I think I might be the only person to pick mine as well. Um, I've gone for Rooney Mara and Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, I think she did a really good job of playing a quirky, interesting role um, with a lot of depth to it. Only time we've heard of that film today. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. She's good. I, I want, I want, the Swedish one's better. Uh, the Swedish one is better. <laughs> Not seen it. Uh, your pick? Oh, uh, I've gone for Renee Zellweger in Bridget Jones. <laughs> oh, there's a Chicago. She's got, she's got a couple, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. No, I loved, I love her in Bridget Jones. All right. I just think she's phenomenal. All right. So we've got a, a split. I'll tell you that much. We got a four-way split because I have gone for uh, Control-C, Control-V, copy and paste. I have gone for Nicole Kidman oh, I, oh, in okay. Moulin Rouge. Oh, okay. I did think about that. But. Uh, I think the film, I mean, it's, it's wonderful in so many ways. It is. It is. And, um, but I think so much of that are, are its who leads and what they do with them as far as that goes. And I think she got Oscar nominated for that role. If I remember, she did, he didn't. Oh, okay. And just, maybe justifiably, uh, he's really good, but she's she's fantastic so in that. Her, she yeah. owns that. I mean, she has to be the star when you, and so it's not just the, the dialogue. It's not just the singing. It's everything. But think about it. It was her, it was her role, the, the first role after her divorce with Tom Cruise. Is this the film that makes her like an Oscar contender, like one of those perennial <clears throat> people? I don't remember her getting nominated for much before this. No, she got Oscar nominated for the hours didn't she that's way after us oh was it yeah oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. so this you, you're right about the nomination for Am I? Okay, okay so cool. best actress from other people we have uh debbie nominates annette benning from Ooh, american president yeah yeah, good yeah, show. yeah yeah it's a good show it was yeah. really good i like annette benning uh younger than us as it turns out yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, julia roberts by paul and griff and andrew ashevsky yep um in pretty woman i'm not gonna argue she's good yeah, she's yeah, good yeah. and uh, we have a winner, thanks to a tiebreak, thanks to It's a Musical podcast. It's a musical. <laughs> Moulin Rouge. It's Nicole Kidman and Moulin Rouge yeah, 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 wins yeah. the bestie. It's a musical podcast. Thank you for breaking our time. Yeah, the you, bestie man. for best actress goes to Nicole Kidman. I'm sure Ellie will be disappointed to add a never win from Moulin Rouge. <laughs> kind of one um, of the big winners of tonight. So is, yeah. all that's left we to do. We should have done a, um, a best like age game reveal. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, Annette Benning definitely uh, would have been on that. Actually, uh, th- no, no disrespect intended, but geez, I think I would kill myself if I had to go through all the age game segments 
and just oh, listen no. for like <laughs> extreme changes. Just to hear Liam and I occasionally go, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's an editing nightmare. Uh, we've got last ones left. Best film. Best film. So, Liam, let's start with you. My best film for me. And I know I keep going on about it. Oh, my it. word. Is it really? It's my favorite romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's The Crow. I can't believe this. I know. I know. You, I know. I know. He's been saying the whole time. You're right. You're right. God bless you. I love this movie. I can't help it. I love it. And I know that Carl, St- Carl out there would also um, back me up on this. So, yeah. The Crow. From Retro Records and Toys. Are we having fun tonight? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's The Crow. It's The Crow for me. All right. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to say The Dark Knight, but The Crow. Jo- uh, Ellie, sorry. I'm not going to say The Dark Knight. Um, oh, good. I'm not even going to say Milan Rouge. See, that surprises <laughs> me. Shocking. Um, no, I, it, it's very close. Um, I am going to go for, I think it's my number two favourite film ever, um, Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh, okay. Absolutely yeah. love it. One of the 1910s that Ellie gave out this year. I do like Bridget I, Jones. I gave out three, okay? How many have you given out, Liam? None. No, me either. <laughs> me either. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't even wow. give The Crow a 10. <laughs> My favourite romantic the comedy. The ultimate romantic comedy. <laughs> it was not love, actually. It was The Crow. <laughs> Georgia. Um... My best film that we've done this year, again, is up there in my favourite films of all time. Uh, one that I could have done an Ellie and Moulin Rouge all over these awards, but I did not. Oh, I know what this I is. I am going with The Princess Bride. Hey, I can't disagree with you on the sentimental value there. Yeah. So, Liam, guess mine. Yours is going to be... The Dark Knight. It is The Dark Knight. <laughs> I had two films that I rated at nine and a half, and I yeah. went over, and it's amazing how quick the decision was. It wasn't even a, like, one was a strong nine and a half, and one was, well, I, Batman was, Dark Knight was me going, I, I really want to give it a 10, but I couldn't get past Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going, it's just unnecessary. <laughs> I, I, I take half a mark off. Yeah, I yeah. I, the, the Hong Kong thing just was just an excuse to increase the Chinese market, I felt. Yeah. And so that was not, so I have not looked to see if we have a tiebreaker here. Ooh. For best picture. Hang on, did the crow win? We have a vote for <laughs> Moulin Rouge by Debbie. Ooh, yeah, of course. I saw that coming. Back to the Future by Andrew Ruszewski, episode one. We haven't mentioned Back to the Future at all. I thought about Doc and uh, Marty from my best duo. Yeah, well. I did. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse by It's a Let's Musical Podcast. Yeah. No, Lestat didn't get to us. Didn't he? No. no. And then Scream by Paul and Griff. Wow. So we do not have a winner for best film. We're all tough. At the first besties. Yeah. Wow. Who that feels like we should have something. I do, yeah. I don't know what to do. The Crow. <laughs> no, Ian agrees with me. It's Princess Bride. Okay, Princess well, Bride. what would, what would you have had of our second choice? Given the amount of times Moulin Rouge has come up in this episode, it what should go gave, to Moulin What Rouge. would we gave our second choice? See, my second choice was going to be Pirates. My second choice would have been Dark Knight. Does that make well, a second choice? Milan Rouge. Milan Rouge. Do I have a second choice? Um, Only you know that. I know. I'm thinking oh. very hard. Probably probably the Muppet movie. Okay. We may be without a winner, so. Yeah, <laughs> we are. What I'll do, actually, here's what I'll do. I will put those four options up on a poll. Okay. For a week. Okay. And when we come back next week, I will reveal what the best picture is. I bet mine's last. 
I bet you're probably ah. Uh, the Crow's got a fan base out there, man. Yeah, the Crow's got a fan base. So just so I remember correctly, it's Dark Knight, the Crow, it, the Crow, Bridget Jones's Diary, and the Princess Bride. I think. Just come on, you Crow fans! Look. If you want to go on um, ratings from before, Liam, you rated the Usual Suspects as higher than the Dark Knight. I did. I don't understand. He didn't vote for the Dark Knight, though. I voted as second. Second. Dark oh, I guess fine. I mean. We're, yeah. not, we're not going with the second places, though. I wasn't saying because he voted it second, I'm taking the win. I just did the opposite of that. Yeah. So I've got a little game here. <clears throat> Ooh. We like little games. Here's the games. Ready for this? It. Yeah. Is it Hunger Games? No. Oh. Olympic Games? I have a list in my hand of every actor who's appeared in more than one film since we've done the podcast. Right. I want to do a survival game where we go around the table and all you have to do is name one who is on the list. Holy crap. And the last person standing, you can be our survival pool champion. Ooh, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, Should jo- I just tag out now then? Georgia, or? I'm going to go to your benefit and let you go first. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Okay, hang on. I need, I need a pen. Damn it. <laughs> Tom Hanks has been in three films this year. Excellent. Ellie. Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger, I know she's been in two. I really should have alphabetized these. It would have been a lot easier. Renee <laughs> Zellweger is on the list. Mm. You can also choose directors, cinematographers, and composers. Oh, okay, oh, then. God. John Williams. John Williams is on the list. Georgia. Samuel L. Jackson. Is on the list three times as well. You picked two of the three-time people. Apparently, repetition helps my memory. Yep. Uh, Ellie. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman is should be on the list if I don't have her here. She really should be there. She is on the list. Liam. Hans Zimmer. Hans Damn Zimmer, it. four times on the list. Whoa. The most of any person in any category. Wow. Georgia. I'm blanking. Help. Uh, what's the name? Who... Uh, Christopher Nolan? Christopher Nolan is not on the list. You are out. Ellie. That is a surprise. (laughs) I want to say Wes Anderson. Is not on the list. Liam, you can win this if you just give me one correct answer. There is like 45 names on the sheet in front of me. (laughs) I want to say... Fincher. David Fincher has had three films directed. Woo! So just for some just for some little bit of stats here, um, we've got everybody who did uh, three or more. I mean, just some ones that you could have pointed out. Uh, Rob Reiner is the only ever director who's done multiple films. Oh, okay. Yeah. American President and Princess Bride. How's that for a double pack? Wow, yeah. Uh, you could have done Ralph Bellamy. He's done a couple of ones oh, just lately. Bellamy, yeah. Giancarlo oh, Esposito. We talked about him in the podcast. Yeah. Paul Gleason. Gleason, yes. We t- Michael Caine. Richard Gere has been in Pretty Woman in Chicago. Yes, he has. Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow, Seven and Iron Man. Kevin Spacey in Seven and Usual Suspects. Yeah. Jim Broadbent. Yeah. Yes. Brad Pitt. I know he's in Seven. Yeah. He, he was in Seven and Fight Club. Yes, oh, he, yes was. he was. Yes. Robert De Niro. Oh. Goodfellas uh, and Joker. Good Joker, yeah. Morgan Freeman. He was in Dark Knight <laughs> and he was in something else. Um, Michael J. Fox, American President, Back to the Future. Oh, yes, he was, wasn't he? Tommy Flanagan. Flanagan. Ah. Uh, Dan Hedia, who was the dad in Clueless, and he was in something else we did this. Yes, he I was. I forget what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what the other one was. Ed Norton, Fight Club and Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes, yes, he was. Oh, yeah. John C. Riley, 
Oh, yeah. He was in Chicago, Chicago. and Days of Thunder. Yes, he was. Oh, yeah. Robin Wright. What else was she in, apart from Princess Bride? She was in Dragon Tattoo. She was. Oh, yeah. She was. Carrie Elwes, who was in Princess Bride, and he's the jerk in uh, Days of Thunder. Yeah. He's the ever douchey driver. Oh, he is. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Oh, uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Gary Oldman. Joaquin Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ray Fiennes. Ray He's in In Bruges. Yeah. And he was in Grand Budapest. He was. Oh. I literally brought up Brendan Gleeson. You did, yeah. As my best supported actor for two hours. You did, did, yeah. Braveheart and um, In Bruges. You did, you did. And then we've got the following people who all appeared three times. And it's amazing what you can do if you just get bit parts. Frank Oz. Oh, of course, yeah. Two Muppet movies and Trading Places. Trading Places, yeah. And then, God bless him, he was so nervous, but he sits on top of our thing with three appearances as an actor, Wallace Shawn. Oh, yeah. Vizzini. Yeah. uh, He was in Clueless, and he's got one more appearance. Oh, he's in Toy Story. Yeah. He's a dinosaur. So, lots of options out there. And uh, we could have mentioned James Horner, and we could have mentioned Paul Williams as well for doing oh. both Muppet movies. So that is the game. David uh, Fincher saved me. Liam, you got the win. You are the survival champion. And then finally, I just thought I'd go through our top 10 bests for us. Ooh. So our top 10 with the most downloads. Ooh. Anybody want to have a guess? Well, Breakfast Club's got to be up there, isn't it? Breakfast Club oh, is our number God. one most downloaded episode. Uh, Back to the Future is our number two most downloaded episode. Dark Knight, number three downloaded episode. Joker, not on the list. Ooh, Gladiator, not on the list. Braveheart, uh, oh, not on the list. Apollo thirteen. Oh, sorry, Braveheart is number five. It's tied. Apollo thirteen was our biggest. That's also tied at five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go uh, the Dragon Tattoo. Number four. Toy Story. No. League of the Rome. No, we we skew boy heavy. So think of like oh, films okay. for boys. Rocky. Yes, number nine. Um, seven number eight die hard with vengeance no days of thunder um, why is it number no. seven <laughs> usual suspects usual. usual suspects is 10 and just one left to go good fellas nope scream first rule of fight club there you fight are. club oh, of course uh, cool. so yeah and then our top 10 highest rated films i have in my list here and this won't be a guess again but i'll just reveal them go on because everyone wants to know you've done a lot now what are your top rated films and so here yeah. we go <clears throat> number 10 a league of their own Good film. Yeah, very. all these should be good films. Mm. Yeah. And Hopefully this, this list has actually shifted based on Liam's re, re, rejigging. Because there was yeah. originally a different one in number 10. It got dropped off the list. To make Ooh. room for number nine, Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh, okay. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Number eight, Back to the Future. Yeah. All the way back in episode one. One, yeah. Number seven, Braveheart. Good movie. Yeah. Number six, Joker. <sighs> Just above Joker, number five, The Dark Knight. Oh, <laughs> they're always about together, aren't yeah. they? Number four, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Mm-hmm. Number three, we have The Usual Suspects. Good movie. Number two, Copy and Paste, Moulin <laughs> Rouge. <laughs> and number one, Chicago. Wow. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think it wears a little bit of where we are on our sleeves because we are people who like a musical. We do. And yeah, one yeah. and two are musically based. 
Uh, I think, and I'm going to just speak candidly, uh, when the girls don't tend to like a film, they give it like a three yeah, or a five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it drags down some films of actually some really high scores. So like if you take Dark Knight and you take George's pick out of it, for instance, it scores much higher. <laughs> if you do Rocky and you take Ellie out of it, it scores much higher. Yeah. And yet when you and I, I mean, my lowest is a six. My lowest is a five. Yeah. I so, I mean, there is a level of whatever. It's when the girls yeah, don't like yeah, it, yeah. they really don't like it. I think we're able maybe to see a bit more of a... Of a, a positive to a, a merit, a merit, yeah, even yeah, if we don't yeah. like the story. So uh, that was what we thought. And so if you joined in, if you helped vote, any of that sort of stuff, uh, thank you so much. Uh, we yeah, had a lot of fun you. kind of going back over the year that was. And please get in contact with us. Which one of our four remaining films should be named film of the year? It was The Dark Knight. It was The Crow. It was Bridget Jones's Diary. Or it was The Princess Bride. Which one is the film of the year that we reviewed in 2020? And please stay tuned for many more things in 2021. We begin next week with wonder woman yes i can't wait and next week we also will do we've done the besties next week we do the resties <laughs> i was going to think say the worst which is the worst <laughs> of 2020 which might be a more fun list to come up with so. i think i've got a lot of things I'm thinking yeah. about for that one can so, i just super clarify are we allowed bill and ted seeing skipping no no has to be things right. we've done has to be things we've done full reviews of yeah that does not count because we didn't break it down f- as, as a full review because it wouldn't have qualified that would, be a, that would be a worst for a lot yeah. of people wouldn't it, it? but it, it, it just <laughs> never it, it actually i forget what the rotten tomatoes was but anyway it was not a full review we didn't do the usual depth we usually do no if it was eligible absolutely yeah we, we, we can give it a special honorable mention we can give it its own award <laughs> the yeah. bill and ted three <laughs> wine fest or something it would be what moulin rouge is the besties <laughs> yeah <laughs> just otherwise it, otherwise ted, everything would be bill and ted it, it would. really would yeah. so uh please join us next week at this time when we go over the worst of 2020 with the resties for best film ever my name is benia and i've been liam i've been ellie and i've been georgia and that's it We'll catch you on the flippity-flap. The flippity-flip-flop.